podcasting? We're potting. Okay. Is that okay to say potting? Is that? I think that, it's okay. Okay, that's not a. No, I don't think that offends anyone. I think it's. It, it doesn't sound like the senators trying to question Zuckerberg today that have oh like never turned on a computer in their lives. <laughs> that did you watch any of that, Glenn? Uh, no, I. You not may, really interested in it. You may not need to because I think you've already lost all faith in government in our government. <laughs> I thought you were going some somewhere else when you started that, that consonant. That's where we needed to call Pastor Ellis, or I thought for a second that's what you were going to accuse me of. Um, my question, as we were on episode eighty-one of Tell Me Where to Turn, uh, to Tommy was I didn't know whether Zuckerberg was if he was being charged with anything, or this is just a uh, well, yeah, you didn't hear that kid the his head got cut no, off, and no, they're no. going to charge him with murder. No, he didn't build a water slide. Oh, that's Schlitterbahn. Yeah. John Schlitterbahn. Because <laughs> my, my whole deal was, it seems like he should just come out and just be like, hey, privacy, questions, whatever. Facebook is bigger than the government, okay? <laughs> There's like 200 and something million people on Facebook in the U.S., don't quote me on that number, and like 10% of people vote. So whenever that gets switched, you come see me, and then just like drop the mic that doesn't exist and walk out. It, we that from a PR standpoint wouldn't have been much worse than what he's had to go through the last few days. I think that's the that would have been a better play. Basically, watching that hearing or whatever was like if Zuckerberg was being questioned about Facebook. Only it was in like 1950 before it ever existed and the senators were like trying to figure out what it was. That's basically what that whole hearing was about. Yes, yeah, so what was the, you were telling me about? It. What was the question about? <laughs> this was a legitimate question. One of the senators, and I think he was very confident in his line of questioning, he was like, well, my only question to you is how does Facebook exist as a company when it doesn't charge their users? And Zuckerberg just kind of has like question marks floating around. And he's just like, we, we sell ads. <laughs> and then the senator is like, oh. It's like, that's how TV, radio, the yellow pages, everything has made money forever. That's free. That's not a new business model. <laughs> and he had pushed all of his chips in. <laughs> he just kind of slowly reached out and said, I'm just going to. He was, us back. he was high-fiving other senators. He's like, I'm going to ask him this. When he says, well, it's free, I'm going to be like, well, you have to sell user data to make money. And then he's going to drop the mic, and then he didn't think about advertising. Yeah, he didn't get there. So speaking of, well, of course, Zuckerberg's used the internet to make a lot of money. Has anybody else in this Hold room? Hold on, before we get to that, should we introduce the show? Well, we said tell me where to turn, which you can find on Twitter at where to turn pod. That's true. You can find me at Glenn three underscore eleven. You can find me at Tommy two underscore zero. You can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. Yeah. You can find Randy Orton at Randy Orton. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but let's say if we were to tweet at Glenn three underscore eleven and ask him if he's done anything interesting, I might be buying advertising somewhere. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. I I haven't used the internet to make a lot of money in the last few weeks. I don't believe so, at least. I, I haven't either. The night was March 30th, 2018. And your buddy Glenn had his standard five to seven baseball lineups. That's fully, all. Yeah, that's all. I don't go max 20 like you do. 
five to seven lineups just fully inserted into the twenty right. well, whatever the twenty five thousand entry you know big tournament that night. Do we, do you recall the name of it? Of the tournament was it the knuckleball? I don't know the twenty five k knuckleball. Perhaps it was like the swing for the swing for the fences is usually the hundred k, right? Right. I think so. Uh, yeah. So I think I had six lineups, and I will be very honest that four of them were complete failures. They're on they're on the left side of the dial over there. They're right. over with like five thirty a.m. <laughs> but I had two in the money, and one of them in particular, um. <laughs> Made up of uh, bats from two West Coast games, so late at night. So made that late night charge. A late night charge. So always exciting. Yes, I agree. So going into that, I had a couple pitchers. I think it was David Price and Johnny Cueto who combined to pitch like seventeen innings combined and not give up a single run between the two of them. Wow! So pitchers just went off, as it were. Yeah. So, like, with minimal bats have been swung, I'm, like, in the money with my two pitchers, and that's it. So oh was there a, Just l- about. a low ownership on one of those two? Um, I would say Cueto was surprisingly low-owned. Was under-owned. Probably okay. less than 10%. You know, price is probably about 27, I'd say. About average. So when you're in the money with just your two pitchers, and you got double stacks in the late games, things... Well... Pants getting a little tight. Uh, I mean, at that point, you could still it could be set up, and then things still have to go right. You stack two teams that combine for three runs, and you know maybe your five dollars turns into ten. Right, and that's it. But on a normal night, we'd probably be okay with that. And we had discussed here, you know, pre-recording as to why I don't have MLB TV on my smart TV currently. And I, there were there if were, you can even call it a smart TV, yeah. If it can't Circa run MLB TV, well. Um, there were no games on TV that night. No, the Rangers, may, the end of the Rangers game may have been on, but that was it. So if you're stacking the Rangers bats. No, no. we're not talking about this right no. now. So the games were not on, so I couldn't follow them, you know, live via TV. So I was just the wife was out of town, kids were in bed. I was catching up on DVR, and maybe every twenty or thirty minutes, I'd check the check the lineup. So so DVR is what they call it these days. Yeah. On the widescreen. And uh, so I'd say, you know, 1045, 11 o'clock, I check it. I, I, I get the notifications on home runs, and I'm seeing a few that I like. <laughs> and I noticed that... Seen uh, a few big old dongs come across. I noticed that with, you know, probably three, four innings left in these games, I've got batters stacked in, that I'm in 72nd place out of like 24,000 people. And I go ahead wow. and... Send a little message to you guys, way of uh, hey, we got something to keep an eye on here. Well, something happening here, perhaps. So I said it at. I was like, I'm not going to get crazy. Fifteen minute intervals. I'll check it, see where we're at. That is a level of discipline. I don't know if I've ever achieved. I master of my domain. <laughs> so I check it. Not much would change. And then we moved up into the fifties, and then the last time I remember checking it before the big bang hit. Uh, the the Brewers were the last. The Brewers and the Diamondbacks, and the, the Arizona game was over. So just the Brewers were going, and they're in the eighth inning. And I think they were they had just finished batting, and I had checked it, and I was like in thirtieth place. Wow! And I think it was paying like three hundred and something bucks. And so you're pretty happy at this point. And I know that I have, 
I have five guys from that team, and I know at least two of them are, are coming to the three, due up. Three of them were due up in the ninth. Oh, wow. Now, the trick about that are is... Are you scrolling up to see, like, everyone's ahead of you is out of players? Are I'm, you doing that? Yeah, I'm not getting down into the individual. I'm just looking at the number players' yeah. innings remaining, yeah. and there's a bunch of zeros. It's a good feeling. And I've got five, because so I have five players going flow increasing at this point. Yeah. So, we talked about ownership, and you talk about backing into something. So... I set this lineup at whatever, you know, five o'clock, probably right before I was leaving work that Friday. And um, I said it with exactly, is this like the second night of the season, too? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, why I'm th- with the Brewers lineup, I'm like, okay, regular second baseman, why are they going to give him a day off on day two? Yeah. So, I make the assumption, I don't even check the lineup. I notice when I first see that it's in the money and it's looking pretty good that I've got Jonathan. VR in there at second base, and he's got the X next to him. <laughs> oh no! He didn't start. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. And if I finish like in the top ten, and him having a zero is what keeps me from the top, I'll never forget it. And he's if like, you, if you finish even in like the top hundred with a dead hole, that's yeah. inc- insane. And he's like zero point six percent owned. <laughs> Only there was point six percent of morons who played him. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately. The Brewers pull the double switch in like the fourth or fifth inning, and he's in the lineup. He got like three at bats, <laughs> including one in the ninth. Nobody gets this lucky. So wow. all Nobody I know is they're all I know is they're coming up to the plate. It's not on TV, so I can't watch it. I probably could have just quickly subscribed to something and then. But you know what? I was like, I've played it like this this far. I'm just gonna. This is how we're gonna do it. Oh yeah, you can't change things. That yeah, same dice. Yeah, so it's it's approaching midnight, and I'm like, you know what? Get ready to go to bed. The kids are going to be up in seven hours and that type of thing. So, um, you're sleeping in a tent at this point. <laughs> yeah, I have a portable tent. <laughs> I need to take a shower, so my best work done shirtless remains consistent. So I'm actually brushing my teeth, and I've got my phone on the counter. And I hear the I hear the notification thing go off. But what I'm thinking is, it's probably one of you guys texting back like, hey, what does it look like? Yeah. Whatever. Right. Um, you know, about 10 seconds later, I look at it and I can see it's a little Twitter notification. And I'm like, all right. And it says MLB home run. And then it says Ryan Braun three <laughs> run homer. <laughs> so then... I'm like just slowly <laughs> well, advanced down. No, last year in the same tournament, I finished like sixth or seventh and won 750. So right now, I'm I haven't done all the math, right. but I mean that's worth that's like worth 18 points, I think. A three run shot. That's a big one, yeah. Yeah, that's a big jump. But I couldn't remember how far behind I was the top three or four, and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm probably right in there. You probably got some guys on base that get driven yeah. in by that. Yeah. yeah, at least at least one. Well, so yeah, if you have five of the of the nine, you better have somebody on base. Right. So I'm thinking, all right, let's pull up and see what it's paying me. I'm expecting to see a comma, but I'm only expecting to see four digits. <laughs> I, I was expecting to see like a thousand, maybe twelve hundred dollars. And I I was excited, trust me. I, I would be too. So I hit the app, and you know what it does. It does the little think, whatever, yep. and then that number flashes green. And I, I had it in another tournament and I had another lineup late night that was paying whatever. So it throws me a number, and it says, like, $15,139. And I went, like, just, like, stone-faced. And I, I actually thought, 
that can't be right. So, you know, I hit it where it goes to like the live contest thing to make sure, oh no, it's the same. And I can see my, you know, my place is all the way over to the right. Top of the mountain. So then I hit the, I hit the, uh, meanwhile, the shower's been warming up for who knows how long. Like the water bill is, I mean, it's going to balance out. It's yeah. this point. Um, so then I check the, how far, I'm in second place. And I'm, I'm less than two points behind first place who's drawn dead. He's done. The next batter up with one, I think with two outs in the ninth, is Travis Shaw, and I have him. Okay. He's at the plate. So single. Single walk. He gets hit by a pitch. Yeah. I think you get two. He gets to first base. I'm winning 25 grand. I can't even watch it. <laughs> Took a shower again. I'm like, I got to keep the same Man. philosophy. And uh, get out. All the games are final. And I go and look, and I think he struck out. Oh. So then I go back, and I make sure, and I'm still in second. And there's, so, no, there's no other games live. That was no, it. No, it was that it. Was the last game. But the margin between me and like third, fourth, and fifth was very minimal. Within a point, point and a half, a couple points or so. So I am fully prepared. It's happened before positive and negative. There could be a stat correction. So I can't. I can barely sleep like the whole night. <laughs> you just keep checking. Well, no, no, no. I, mean, I, I didn't do that, but just thinking about it. I mean, I it was probably two in the morning before I fell asleep. Get up in the morning when the kids get up, and uh, first thing I did, of course, was check the phone. And I'm full. I'm like, hey, if there was a correction, and I only won two thousand instead of fifteen. There's nothing I can do about it, you know. Yeah. It's still two thousand bucks for pushing some buttons on your phone, you know. Um. Oh no. The fifteen grand was still there. It has been withdrawn from the ca- from that account, and it has been deposited into another account. Wow! And it is all mine. And it is all yours. It is all mine forever. So, did you have what to go through night. the verification process and the fill out the the uh, tax information? Yes. And yes, I, I did have to do that so that they'll send me. I guess they'll. They didn't send me something with the check. No, no, you'll, you'll, get a, you'll get a you'll get a ten ninety nine next uh, next tax season. Yeah, well, so we don't can... don't spend it all. Let's uh, <laughs> save a little bit for Uncle Sam. And if it's like they did this year, they won't send it till middle of March, which is annoying. Well, so I'm, that is the greatest story I've ever heard. It is. So congratulations to you. Thank you. I've, I'm, I'm so spent, proud. I People spent do the win. money. People do win. Still being decided what it's going to be used my for. prediction is that you're going to leave it in the bank and then slowly over the next six months put it back on DraftKings as you go broke <laughs> no no i haven't changed my approach or my you know how much is in my bankroll or anything like that i will say I, when i when i hit my much smaller score at the beginning of last baseball season i went through about a four or five day period where i had to have a conversation with myself that was like okay Let's not do this again. Because <laughs> I, I changed my philosophy drastically right after that. I was very the the day after. I didn't even. I couldn't play. It was just too much. I didn't want to take away from it. I was on <laughs> such a high. That happened. My son scored his first goal in his soccer. Nice his soccer league. I was just. Living. Kyle Bush won the. Oh my <laughs> yes, just absolutely, just living the dream. So, is it safe to say that things in the last you you might have hit the sweet spot of your whole life in the last couple of weeks? Well, that's what I'm worried about because if things just even out over time, I'm something bad's gonna happen. 
in the in the coming weeks. Well, I mean, Elvis Andrews broke his arm yesterday. Oh, that's true. So that probably does balance it out. Things could be could be starting to head downhill. So let me ask you this, Glenn. That was March thirtieth. It was fifteen thousand dollars unexpectedly in your hands. Yes. Why weren't you on a plane to New Orleans with me? Because last weekend was NASCAR weekend, man. That's the only thing that stopped it. And I was already committed to that. It's disappointing. I know, I know. But I, I even, I thought about it. If it had been the weekend before, like if you'd have been leaving the next day, I, I would have gone. I mean, why would I care if it would cost 600 bucks to fly round trip? It'd be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just put me on the plane. That's like if you, if you divide the, the money down, that, that would have been like what? One single? Yeah. Maybe a double? Right. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing easily at all. got there. Oh, man. So let's talk WrestleMania then. Because yeah. one of us was there. I wasn't there. Were you there, Tommy? You know what I was doing? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> let's hear this. Oh, no. So you won $15,000. <laughs> Dave went to WrestleMania. I spent the better part of the weekend uh, at arm's length of the toilet. Mm. Food poisoning? Uh, something along those lines. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty bad 24 hours. Uh, let me... I got two enjoyable texts from my side that weekend. One was... Obviously, Glenn DraftKings related, which is always a great text to get from this group. So you enjoy in the the sweat of that. And then a very panicked text from Tommy because we were supposed to go play in a poker tournament that night. And he's like, dude, (laughs) not happening. (laughs) Not happening. No. And actually, sidebar, but I had a great show of... uh, camaraderie from a friend who drove up from Houston to take my place in the poker tournament. How about that? And did really well in the poker tournament. Guy you know has a doubly phallic name. (laughs) Oh, okay. I got you. Likes to argue with umpires. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. Okay. But no, I I worked Friday, normal, normal day, came home. Or actually, I'm sorry, Thursday, normal day, came home. Wife was out that night. Something seemed a little bit amiss about eight o'clock, but I wasn't couldn't quite put my finger on it. Just you know, like how you feel right now, like something's about to go bad. Yeah. I kind of had that feeling, but I couldn't really understand why I was feeling that way. Got the kids in bed, watched a little TV, then just suddenly got the urge that, like you know, I probably need to go sit on the toilet for a minute. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> about five minutes later. Number three was happening. Oh, wow. And both ends were happening at the same time, and it is possible. Oh, that's the worst. And it happened. And then it happened again and again. But actually, I wanted to tell you the interesting part of this is, so right after the first appearance, which is is the worst, because you're not expecting it, you're not prepared for it, it happens. I get myself cleaned up, I... Get back! I lay oh, down. That's, in my- the, that's the worst <laughs> part of it. Everything is everything is bad. I, I it's it's probably getting close to eleven o'clock at night. Um, Hold on, you went in at eight o'clock. <laughs> no, eight o'clock's when I started to feel like something was off. Oh my! Took a few hours for it all to to boil up. No, I spent the whole night in there. But no, I lay back down in my bed. It's eleven o'clock at night, and I hear something, and I'm like, "Is that our doorbell?" 
And it was. And like, and we have a big sign that says, don't ring the doorbell, you know, because we have kids. We have another sign that says, no soliciting. My wife's gone. I've just gone number three. (laughs) And our doorbell rings. There's nothing worse than when you have to go number three and then there's the other end, then you have to turn around and face it. You have to face face number three. FaceTime with number three. So would you go to the door if you were me? Well, you have a peephole or whatever, right? Yeah. Because this happened to me a few weeks back. Okay. So did you go to the door? Yeah, but it was the guy that lives on the other side of the alley from me and my wife's car. The kids probably punched the button to leave the dome light on. So he was coming over so the battery didn't run down. But I recognized it was him, so I'm like, pretty minimal odds he's going to kill me. (laughs) So my odds were a little higher. There was a lady there, an elderly lady. And I, by elderly, I mean 50s or 60s. Mm. No offense. Hispanic. Not that that's important to the story, except that I could barely understand her. And she's like, Jason. And I was like, there's no Jason here. Jason, I need to see Jason right now. And I was like, you need to leave right now. And she's like, <laughs> I, I have diarrhea. I, I need to see Jason. And I said, I said, you need to go right now. And I And I was really mad because I'm, obviously not in a very good state. And that's when I noticed that off behind her, standing in the shadows of my front yard, is a big old dude. Oh, no. So I don't know what they were up to, but I'm thinking she was trying to, by kind of feigning that I couldn't understand her and we're talking through the door to get me to come out on the porch. What happened to me that one time where somebody showed up at like 5 or 6 in the morning. Yeah. And they... They were asking for a different name. I didn't open the door. Well, I didn't open the door. I was talking through the screen. Yeah, that's what I that's what I did. They were asking for a different name, and I was like, "Yeah, there's nobody by that name here." And then they said something like, "Do you know your friends are calling and having girls sent over to your house?" It's like a joke, and I was like, "I told her I didn't have any friends," <laughs> which that's not so yeah. inaccurate. <laughs> now you got fifteen thousand dollars. So yeah, may, I don't really may, need them. That may turn around. But yeah, that that was uh, my thought too. Is eh, maybe. They were just at the wrong house, but maybe it's some kind of scam to get you to walk out there and then... Yeah, but I don't know what they would have done. I mean, like I come out on the porch, what are they going to do, like beat me up and go in my house? They don't know who else is in there. Yeah. You know, they don't know that my wife's not in there with a, you know, sawed off shotgun trained on them. But it just seems strange. I actually, I called the police after they left and uh, because they sat in their car in front of the house for a while. And of course, I'm I'm not in a good way. So I I did call the police and I said, look, this is not an emergency, but... (laughs) You called the police, and they're like, what's the emergency? And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, look, I went number three recently. What do you think? And now I'm seeing things. Let's say (laughs) you had walked outside. They're in their car. So they're kind of looking at you, and they're like, this guy coming out, mean mug us or whatever. (laughs) And you just kind of took a few steps over and just squatted down in the yard. And just fired away, and they just kind of got up, kind of kicked on it like a dog. And you think they'd have just peeled out? They right might have called the police at that point. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I have a, so that's how I. But that's how I spent WrestleMania weekend. So I can uh, before we turn it over to Dave. Um, I had a s- similar experience at the gym this week. Not me. Somebody was looking for Jason? No, not me personally was having number three problems, but <laughs> somebody that I didn't actually see, but I was able to view the after effects of it. Did they invite you in to view it? No. 
So, <laughs> pal, you got to see this. Yeah. So I go into the bathroom at 24 Hour Fitness. Always risky at the gym. I, I don't agree. Know. Dave does this too, which I don't understand why I, you just don't do that at home. I just had to go TT. That was it. <laughs> you, you can do that at home. So you walk in there and you know anytime you walk into a public restroom and somebody has dropped a number two but not flushed the toilet, you know that smell. Oh, yeah. The smell of that combined with what's already in the air. And it's not the, a good smell. The water stench. So I got to pee. I pee, but then for whatever reason, why am I curious as to which stall has, <laughs> has the bomb in it? So the stall behind me is open. I peek, nothing. I walk to the next one as I'm walking by and look in. Oh, it's in there, but it's not actually in there. Somebody had an issue like my cousin at the casino. Oh, no. And number three in the floor. Oh, no. And there were footprints in it oh, no. where they had walked in it. Oh, no, no, no. And then they walked out, oh. got in the leg press machine you just used. <laughs> but there was what was funny is there was a set of footprints in the stall, but there were no footprints <laughs> going out of it. So I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. By the way, look at Triple H. 48, man. My goodness. You want to look like that when you're 48? He must work out. Dude's in phenomenal shape. So, Is there any doubt that the guy that left that did more than the half a scoop of <laughs> NO2 explode? <laughs> so I uh, walk back to the, the front desk, and the guy's like, hey, man, you need some help? I was like, well, <laughs> not me. <laughs> your bathroom. I just go, somebody needed to go real bad, but they didn't make it. They only made it to the floor. And it's pretty bad in there. And he just said okay, but okay with like the most highest level of disinterest you could imagine. Like he, I guarantee there was somebody who was gonna show up or was there that he just pawns everything off on. He's gonna be like, hey, Kevin, you have to go clean this up. Go clean up the bathroom. It was disgusting. It no, was that's that's revolting. One of the worst things I've ever seen. I was on death's door and I didn't even do that. Man, how old is Kurt Angle? Uh, he's probably about that same age but he is not doing well he looks he looks rough his neck's all fused it's all messed up so speaking of diarrhea how was new orleans dude you see yourself moving there one day was that what you were thinking like i could live here no i (laughs) i will tell you a funny story the um so we got a well, I'll get to that in just a second. Let me start from the beginning. Oh, yes. That's where we should always start. <laughs> it's kind of how we started this podcast. So get there, have a super early, super early flight um, Saturday morning. I think the plane left at like 7.30. Get to the airport. You know, it's a it's a 40-minute flight. It's a super short flight. Push back from the gate are going to take off. I've never had this, like accelerating to take off and then hard brakes. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> like, I mean, just like tilts the plane forward and I was like, what is this? And That's he's how like, you run off the end of the runway. And he comes back and he's like, oh, uh, yeah, some, some lights went out on the dash. We have to go back and get... Um, go back? Huh? Go back to the gate and get maintenance to look at it. Uh, the the okay. like lights that say engine on. <laughs> I don't know. They were they didn't give many details. Um but yeah, that was a weird experience. Never had that happen. Uh so get there, get to New Orleans, get to the airport, 
Trash Airport, by the way. What's the name of the airport in New Orleans? I don't remember. I think the Drew Brees International Airport. I think airport. the airport code is like MSY, so it's something like that. I'll, I'll look it up. I think it's FLD. <laughs> I don't think that's correct. <laughs> Handcrafted. <laughs> um, so we get there, and like I said, you know, it's eight, nine in the morning. It's early. And uh, walking around the airport, pretty much. 60 to 70% of the people wearing some sort of it's Louis Armstrong Oh, Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everyone's there is wearing some sort of wrestling t-shirt, which I was not expecting. Well, I mean, it's WrestleMania weekend. It is WrestleMania weekend, but you know, it's early in the morning on Saturday. We get out to the rideshare line waiting for our Uber and much like you experienced in at Raw, but this is just the Uber line at the airport. At Louis Armstrong. Lots of woo! <laughs> just like just back and forth. Everyone. Everyone's there. Everyone's ready. Was to everybody have a good time. like tanked already in the Oh my gosh. Like it was it was really funny. So we get in there, get a somewhat racist Uber driver, which was lots of fun. He was telling us all that we were asking him where we should eat, and he was making weird comments like, Oh yeah, this place uh it's not that good. It's like a Soul food place. Easy. There's a lot of soul in there, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> all right. And we were just like, huh, all right. And, uh, yeah, he was going down that path. But I uh, I beat him down a lot. He wanted to talk a lot about uh, the buddy I was with uh, went to Alabama, so they started talking LSU in Alabama. SEC football. Yeah. And uh, started talking uh, college football coaches. And uh, as they were talking about um, all the uh, high-powered coaches through LSU in uh, Alabama, I kept asking if any of them were as good as Art Bryles and (laughs) annoying him with those questions. Then when he was on his tour of restaurants, I asked if there was a Razoo's, (laughs) and he got real mad. What about Popeye's? (laughs) <laughs> there actually were Popeyes who drove by a few. Um, get to the hotel. Um, right on the river, we we actually, it's a Hilton and it looked nice. We chose it because it was about a mile from the Dome and about or a half mile from House of Blues where we were going to the Something to Wrestle With live podcast show. You ever been in a hotel room where the window looked out into a hallway? <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't say that I have. <laughs> like, we were looking at the pictures, and it was actually, and this is, I'm still mad my buddy wouldn't go for this, for a little bit extra, which I'm sure the hotel... For, for a little extra, they'll, like, roll a picture of outside <laughs> up by the window. No, for a little extra, um, and I'm sure it's actually probably a trash hotel because it was in New Orleans, but we could have stayed at the uh, Waldorf Astoria in New Orleans and solely for coming to America fandom i wanted to stay there uh, but we ended up staying at this hilton yeah so we get we check in they're like hey would you like to upgrade to whatever suite and it overlooks the river and we're like no we're not gonna be in the room that much so we get to our room we open up the window and it's looking out the hallway <laughs> like it's not frosted like you're on the other side of that window you can look right in our room um it seems like a design flaw but 
can't put my finger on it. Yeah, so we go... Uh, I used to rent it to a blind man. <laughs> pretty much. We uh, we get our wrestling t-shirts out, which if you follow at point break underscore Dave, you could see the collection we had. It's a pretty impressive collection. Um, we, uh, we don our shirts. I went with the Million Dollar Man tuxedo t-shirt, which comes into play later in this story. And then we were off. We went and we ate uh, some red beans and rice, which is a very New Orleans thing. At Popeye's? No, not at Popeye's. And then we were off to a see what a successful podcast looks like. Okay. And yeah, something to wrestle with. At Bruce Pritchard, at Hey Hey, It's Conrad. So they probably had more people at that one live event than have ever listened to our podcast. Without a doubt. It was packed. We the show started at three. We walked by at twelve thirty, which was when doors open because we were just like walking around. We're like, oh, there's House of Blues. Let's go check it out. There was people lined up at twelve thirty to watch the podcast. To watch the podcast that wow. didn't start till three. So we we had the uh, VIP tickets, which meant we were second row and got to go in early for a meet and greet. You weren't waiting in that line then. No. So we did that. Uh, got in there. Met him. Uh, Conrad asked if there was any anything we wanted him to talk about. Any requests? And I said... Owen Hart? <laughs> I did not say Owen no. Hart. I said, any stories about Virgil's gimmick would be good. Okay. <laughs> Which he enjoyed. He, uh, he thought that was a good one. So then we... Uh, the show starts... Lots of uh, lots of special guests, Tommy. They had Eric Bischoff. Oh wow! They had uh, JBL, who went to the same college as we did. That's right. Who, by the way, was on something. Man, he was coked out to the max. Really? Yeah, he was crazy. So he must have not been on Fox News that day. No. Um, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, um, a lot of people, but. One of the funny stories was, um, do you remember, this may have been in your dark period, do you remember the hurricane? I know who the hurricane was, I, yeah, but I wasn't, I couldn't tell you much about his body of work. Okay, so, Glenn, the hurricane was a character, and his gimmick was, he was a superhero called the hurricane, but then backstage he was like the Clark Kent, like he had a, like a press hat, so... It was a pretty good gimmick. He was always like trying to interview people and, um, you know, trying to completely play it off like they were two different, right? Two different people, right? A lot of humor in there. So they have him as a guest on the show, and he had a pretty funny story. Pretty close after New Orleans or after Katrina, they're doing a house show in New Orleans. So they get done with the one nearby. They're traveling to New Orleans the next day. He goes and he finds. Johnny uh, Johnny Ace, who was head of talent relations at the time, and he's, hey, Hurricane, you excited about New Orleans? And the Hurricane goes, um, hey, man, you know, I, I probably should... Can we back off I, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I should probably skip this next show. Yeah, since my name's The Hurricane. <laughs> I should probably skip this next show, and Johnny Ace is like, why, man? Don't you want to work? And he's like, well, you know, I don't know if you've seen the news, <laughs> you know... The hurricane, <laughs> but I don't think uh, my gimmick's gonna play well there. And he's like, "It's okay, man. 
you're not a real hurricane. <laughs> and Helm's telling this story. He's so funny. He's like, and then I looked at him and I was like, I'm not a real superhero either. <laughs> so they convince him like that they, it's... They don't have a, a character named the blatant racist. <laughs> hey, it's okay. You're fine. You're not a real Nazi. <laughs> so they get there. They talk him into um, to doing it. So it's a house show. It's not televised. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure... If you remember how his theme starts, but the music hits and his voice comes on real loud, stand back, there's a hurricane coming. <laughs> and he goes, They booed me <laughs> from the second I walked through the curtain. And he's supposed to be like a white meat baby face. Like they're supposed to love him. And he's like, And I get done with my match. He's like, He was like wrestling like an enhancement talent. And he gets in there and he's like, I grabbed him. I was like, hey, we're changing this up. He's like, just beat the S out of me. <laughs> so he goes in, he bumps around for the guy for about five minutes, gets pinned, and kind of does the, it wasn't my idea, shrug, <laughs> and, uh, and walks out. But um, really good show. Uh, we get done with that. Our hotel directly across the street from Harrah's Casino. That is a dangerous, dangerous place, let me tell you. I have even darkened the door of that Ooh. place. Um, they, and I don't, I don't know if this was so much... And we mean dangerous by losing money. We're not trying to imply anything else. <laughs> Just kind of caught ourselves there. You're saying there's too much soul there? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm Cause thinking of what someone might that's be what thinking. You, that's what you've written down on this piece of paper <laughs> that you're holding up right now. It's all weird. I always bring poster board in here to write on. <laughs> when you guys went, do you remember them checking IDs at the door? Uh, they may have. I don't. I don't remember. Every time, and I was not in a state where I would remember <laughs> some a detail like that. We went in that that uh place many many times, um, every single time, and I don't think it was like a necessarily like a age restriction. I think it was probably to like keep out the homeless. Like they had a checkpoint that you had to go through. Um, but yeah, not too bad. Uh. Rolled some dice in there, played a little poker. Um, then the next morning was the same podcast. They had a smaller breakfast called Something to Waffle. <laughs> Catered by Waffle House. <laughs> so Big plus. Big plus. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, but uh, that was a good time. Um, walking back from that... Oh, sorry. Th- this was actually the day before because I... We was walking back from the House of Blue show. Get to our hotel. Walking through the uh, the lobby, which was oddly on the second or third floor. Wearing my Million Dollar Man tuxedo t-shirt. And who do I see? But a man with no ID asking you for money. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I saw Virgil. Wow. A throwback all the way to our 9-11 episode. The Virgil. The one and only Virgil. There's wow. no way he's there in any official capacity. He was not. And I turned to my buddy. So what does he do? Does he just follow wrestling around and try to... There was a lot of people that I think are just there. Like, on the flight back, we saw the the nasty boys in the airport just hanging out. They weren't there for anything. So it's just like reunion week or whatever? I think they just walk around, try to get noticed. Boy, they weren't doing well either. Uh, <laughs> they weren't doing well when they were in wrestling. That's true. 
One of them was in a wheelchair. We didn't even bother. Hey. That's how bad they looked. We didn't even bother to talk to them. <laughs> but I turned to my buddy when we saw Virgil. I was like, dude, I have to talk to Virgil. And he's like, man, you're even wearing the million dollar t-shirt. And yeah, I was like, perfect. This, yeah, this is perfect. You and then just had him follow you around and be your valet the rest yeah. of the weekend. It probably wouldn't have taken much. <laughs> and then my buddy, if, uh, if you did see the, uh, the selection of t-shirts I tweeted out, he has a T-shirt that says just simply says Virgil, wrestling superstar, <laughs> and we're not far from our room. And he's like, "Should I go get that T-shirt?" And I was like, "You know what, man? I'm not sure you wearing a T-shirt that he got no part of the purchase <laughs> of is probably a good play." And he's like, "Oh yeah, you're right." So we walk up, Super nice. Like I was like, hey man. He's like, oh man. He's like, look at your shirt. And I was like, yeah. I was like, can we get a picture? And he's like, oh yeah. Super nice guy. We get the picture. And then uh, you know, we just talked to him for like maybe 30 seconds. Got the quick picture. And then I because he was like just hanging out with like some friends, not fans, like people he knew. Yeah. He doesn't have the card table, the I am Virgil sign. So I'm like, should I tip him? Or is that insulting? So I went with the, hey, man, are you doing anything? Because I thought maybe he had like a show or a signing or something. And I was going to feign like, oh, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll see you, you know. And he was like, no, nope, I'm just hanging out. And I was like, oh, all right. So you want to go to Rezu's? <laughs> yeah. And then my buddy <laughs> tries to save it with, hey, man, we're going to WrestleMania tomorrow. And I'm going to wear my Virgil t-shirt. And then... Him in a very oddly aggressive tone goes, you're GD right, you are. All right. And I was like, whoa. All right, Virgil. And uh, yeah, so that was that. Do you have any interactions with the locals? We had a few. They, uh, you guys are right. That's a trash city. My observation is uh, the locals we ran across were not very kind and they all smoked. Smoking is a big player. Though. Yeah, very big player. I love the accent, though the Cajun accent. I'm a fan. I think yeah. I think if you had to be around it a lot, it could become uh, yeah. quite a beating. Maybe so, but once in a while, I think it's like somebody with a really funny, kind of annoying laugh. Like it's okay, but if it was every single day, you'd be like, yeah, "I'm over it." I need you to kill yourself. <laughs> Gets to be a bit much at some point. Uh, my buddy actually went to school near there, so he spent some time in New Orleans. And according to him, we didn't even ever go to like the trash, rough part of New Orleans. No, you were basically on the equivalent of the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, we like you never, never went down to the quarter. Yeah, you never saw the real part of the city. And even what I saw, I was like, this place is terrible. <laughs> well, it's just... It's old. It's old, it's dirty... Yeah, I mean, when some people will say that's you know that's that's its uh, motif or whatever. That's the it's charm. Yeah, that's the look that it's supposed to have. I don't know. I didn't think it was a terrible place. I don't want to overstate it, but the fact that I've been there before, that pretty much checks it off. Like, unless I'm going to a big Saints game or WrestleMania, you know, thirty eight, <laughs> and they have it there again, I, I don't. I don't need to go back. I'm good. Um. Yeah. So the next day, went to WrestleMania. So did you get there early enough that you saw the pre? Oh yeah, we were there well before the pre-show. Okay. We, 
We got there. They had like a huge outdoor concert. I mean, it's it's crazy. Imagine Dragons. Uh, no, I think it was like a cover band actually. Um, Back in Black, probably. Mini Kiss. I wore my uh, my Ico Pro T-shirt. Awesome. That T-shirt was over. I mean, we were walking through the concert concourse, and every fifth person was like, "Dude, that's awesome." <laughs> That's Vince McMahon's failed supplement company from like the okay. late night or I guess early nineties. Early nineties. Okay. Like if you watch Monday Night Raw, every third commercial was for Ico Pro. And and it was then, like protein bars and powders and creatine. All and, right. Yeah. That was also when he was trying he bought a bodybuilding federation and he's trying to get that off the ground. Neither of which worked. Mm. Tough thing. Um, yeah, so we get to the show. Pretty so, Oh, go ahead. No problems getting in like you had when it was here. No. What was security like, yeah, compared mm, to here? No. Uh, you know, we didn't have bags. I think they were doing a bag check, but no, real easy in. Um, oh, I should mention, so we're at the podcast at House of Blues. Sit down, guys next to us, start talking to them. And I think... I'm going to big time them because we're talking about WrestleMania. And he said something about the Dallas one. And I was like, hey, man, I was at the Dallas one. So I'm at my second WrestleMania. Dude's from Australia. He's been to the last eight in a row. Nice. That's a lot of money in plane tickets. He has been to eight. He was there this weekend. He went to all the fan access stuff. He went to NXT. He was going to WrestleMania. He was staying and going to Raw and staying and going to SmackDown. That's a lot of wrestling. That's a lot of wrestling. That may be too much wrestling. Um, Yeah, no, so we get in. Show starts, and man, I said it on the Dallas one, and I'll say it again. It may be the greatest spectacle, like just over the top. I mean, it is amazing. The set was cool. We're actually watching it right now. Um, about halfway through, and you can actually, this is uh, out there, like a lot of people thought this. About halfway through, I was like, this probably is up there, like top five best WrestleManias of all time. Right. I heard it ended up being like five hours long. If you counted the pre-show, yeah. it was over seven hours long. Wow. You were there the whole time. Oh, yeah. Never got bored. No. How many cups did you have in the cup <laughs> holder in front of you? That was a problem because we were so like they have the floor sheets that are the folding chairs. And that's what you had. I had behind them were a riser. And I was okay. on the riser and then behind us was the first level of the stadium seats. So did you get to keep your chair? <laughs> it was actually funny. We were folding chairs, but they were just like plain black <laughs> plastic. And my buddy's like Hey, these are souvenir chairs. We should take them home. <laughs> but they were all... Oh, that was another thing. We get there, they're all zip-tied together. Oh, I, so you ain't taking it anywhere. Well, the seat my buddy had was broken, and we were there early, so we broke the zip-ties and traded his seat with one down the row that, so he could have a real seat. Some po- other poor sap got the broken one. Um, but yeah, so they go... The show's great. The... Charlotte Flair Oscar match was amazing. The triple threat match was amazing. The Ronda Rousey match was great, which we're watching right now. Glenn, you like Ronda Rousey? Um, as a wrestler, as a friend, or 
Just didn't know where I think she's stood. extremely awkward in in the ring and on the mic. She's bad on the mic. But uh, you know, this seems she seems to be doing okay here. Guys next to us. Three dudes. Big fans. All full Ronda Rousey t shirt get up. Really? Just three dudes together. Another sidebar. Wrestling fans? Not in the best shape. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're sitting in wire tied, you know, eighteen inch wide uh folding chairs and you got some people of size on either side of you. A lot of heavy breathing around you. A lot of heavy breathing, a lot of uh a lot of feeling squished. Mm. Um But then they get to the second to the last match, which was Braun Strowman, who we saw at Raw. We did. Huge guy, huge beard. Yes. Because they had a battle royal to see who got, of all tag teams, to see who got to face the tag team champions at WrestleMania. And he went out without a tag team partner because he doesn't have one and won it by himself. So the stipulation was he could get the tag team titles, but he had to have a partner because that's in the rules. So he gets out there by himself and decides, hey, gets the mic. You guys want to know who my tag team partner is? Point break underscore Dave. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Close. He points out at the crowd and says, it's going to be one of you. And he climbs in the crowd and he starts looking around and he finds 10-year-old Nicholas. Nicholas. And, and this was, do we think this was staged? This was a plan. I actually read that it was a one of the referee's sons. Because I saw Nicholas on Raw this past Monday and he looked like he was ready to be a on the mic yeah no he wasn't just some random kid just the sheer insurance cost that makes a lot of sense yeah so he gets him up there and he stands him in the corner he says stand here and don't move (laughs) that's funny yeah and uh braun gets in there so the crowd the crowd is great the crowd is uber hot the whole time so we start all chanting for nicholas and then we start chanting tag in nicholas (laughs) So Braun does something, he slams Cesaro or something, then turns around, tags he in tags Nicholas, <laughs> and the place goes bananas, man. <laughs> and Nicholas gets in the ring for about three seconds and then turns around and tags back out. So Braun ends up winning the tag team titles by himself, and now in the records books, 10-year-old Nicholas was a tag team champion. Nice. Now... Did Elias play a full set? Did he just get one song? Elias may have done the genius bit of all time. All right, we're ready for this, because I don't know anything about this. So the bit was Cena, as we saw when we were there. It's been calling out The Undertaker. Undertaker never responded, so since he didn't have a match, Cena was going as a fan. And sure enough, he was sitting down in the floor seats. You could see him the whole... The whole WrestleMania. He's sitting down there, having a beer, talking to fans. And then about halfway through the show... It was right before this match, actually. Yeah, right, at, yeah, right before this match. By the way, you know why this match was on so early in the show? No. Get that tape to Sports Center. Make the 10 o'clock Sports Center. Oh. Yeah. Um, Leave it to old Vince to have all the angles played. Think that through. No, so 
yeah, right before this match, a referee runs down, jumps the barrier, and tells Cena, hey, he's here. You got a match. So, obviously, they show that on the screen. Everyone's fired up because we are going to get to see The Undertaker. So, a little later in the show, Cena comes out. He does his entrance. Everyone's hot. His music stops. The lights all go out. People are chanting Undertaker. (laughs) And all you hear is the strum of a guitar. (laughs) And out walks Elias. (laughs) And everyone's booing like, just so much hatred. And then he is like doing his bit and he's like, oh, you guys were expecting somebody else. (laughs) Then the booze somehow got even louder. He gets out there. Cena beats him up. Cena's walking back up the ramp. And then we get the lights go out again. The bells start tolling. So is that coming up pretty soon? Yeah, that's coming up. Okay. And uh, Taker comes out and beats Cena clean in the middle. But then the last match, so after the high of Braun Strowman and 10-year-old Nicholas winning the tag match, the match to close it out, we're on hour seven here, is Roman Reigns. Too long. And Brock Lesnar. Too long. And the crowd turned and crapped all over that match. Really? Oh, my gosh. Like, booze from the get-go Halfway through, we all started chanting, we want Nicholas. (laughs) (laughs) They started chanting for wrestlers on NXT. Well, we've seen them go at it in one form or another the last three weeks on Raw, and it's just been Brock Lesnar just (laughs) me-tooing Roman Reigns every week. And from what I heard, this was no different. Yeah. Yeah. And what made it even worse is... For the last three or four weeks, like you said, they've been doing run-ins, and it's been, you know, 30 seconds of power moves, and then it's over. So the fans were kind of conditioned for that. Then they get in there and try to have a 15-minute match with rest holds and different stuff, and no one wanted to see it. And, yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, I've never seen a crowd hate a match as much as they hated that. It's just a shame that they they had such... uh such a good show top to bottom that they that they just kind of went out with such a whimper. Yeah. No, it was a it was a terrible way to end. I watched it uh I watched the whole thing all 5 hours of it. It took me a week to get through it. You uh, didn't even watch the pre-show then. No, no, in in little spurts uh just kind of <laughs> mirrors how most of my weekend went. <laughs> But I found it to be the first the the first match right out of the gate the triple threat match the crowd was on fire it was a really good match the 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 women's match was Charlotte was next amazing the Ronda Rousey match and I mean I'm I'm kind of thinking to myself like at some point this has got to fall off a cliff because you just can't sustain this level of intensity throughout the whole night all right so this is new to me that's on right now why are there midgets with pancakes. The New Day likes to throw pancakes into the crowd. Okay. They usually don't have midgets. That was a WrestleMania-only thing. But that's what I was just about to say. So leave it to the New Day to come out and kill the energy in the building. Man, the New Day's great. You need to get off your hatred of the New Day. But yeah, I actually found the... uh, Of the the marquee matchups, I didn't find the 
AJ Styles Nakamura match particularly compelling either. It wasn't. It wasn't good. The crowd not as not nearly to the extent of Roman Reigns Brock, but they you could tell they were expecting a lot more well, out of that match. That that whole match was marketed to just be this amazing spectacle of wrestling, and I felt like that they spent a lot of the time resting and rolling out of the ring and not really. You know, I, I think my expectation was going to be this amazing series of, you know, counters and moves and counters, and there just really wasn't that much of it. No, it was bad. Like, uh, Styles' first WrestleMania was the one in Dallas, and he wrestled Chris Jericho, and that match is 80 times better than the... And it had no buildup, and it was so much better. Yeah. No, that was bad. Dude, that guy in the green shirt and the tan hat is front row center... Every Raw, every pay per view, and even at WrestleMania. How does he? How like does the, the Marlins man of WWE? I don't know how he does it. He must have someone on the inside. Because even if you have the money, like you it's hard can't to get the ticket, especially at WrestleMania. How do you get that ticket? So we've begun our journey towards April of 2019. Dave's lowered the WrestleMania sign from his ceiling. We're all pointing at it right now. <laughs> We it's, need to do it. And so we've we've started to transition. We're starting the, the new year. And the new what, year. What are they having next week? Superstar the, switch up? What is it called? Superstar shake up. Shake up. Very close, though. Okay. I'm proud of you. Thank you. So we are not by any means going. This is a very wrestling intensive episode. But well, Dave went to WrestleMania. We're not he going, met Virgil. Come on. We're not going to become a wrestling podcast. But if not weekly, there's going to be some frequency of... Uh, storylines on Raw, SmackDown, as we lead up to the big event just less than a year from now. Yes. At MetLife Stadium, an outdoor WrestleMania. Now, I have a question for Tommy2 underscore zero. Well, I'm here. Are you going to be able to make this happen? I think I'm going to be able to make this happen. Do you know the significance of the date that WrestleMania 2019 is on? Is it April 7th? It is on April 7th of 2019, well, the year of our Lord. Then we're, we may have to take a, a slight negotiation. But you know what? I've got, a pretty, I've got a pretty good foundation to negotiate from because it really can't be worse than this year because <laughs> April 7th, 2018, <laughs> I gave the ultimate gift to my wife, which was the gift that I had had the night before <laughs> passed on to her. Happy birthday. It was contagious, it turns oh, out. Oh, no. So, congratulations. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your birthday. Oh, that can't get it. I, I, think, I think the plan is to arrange for her to go somewhere while we're at WrestleMania. That could happen. That could be an interesting, uh, yeah. easier sell. With friends or whatever. I'm going to have to win $15,000 on DraftKings to, to make that happen. But to the opposite coast, so there's no way... <laughs> There's like, oh, hey, oh, I thought you were somebody else. There's nothing <laughs> nothing of that nature. There's no way that a fence starts to be climbed and then you realize that the other side of that fence is somebody that you know. No, you start just leaving pamphlets for like San Francisco and <laughs> Seattle and stuff like that around the house. Wouldn't it be fun to go yeah. to Reno? I yeah, I, I hate to say it though. I, I almost wish it was somewhere else because I feel like the fact that it's in new york is just going to well, be added expense and inconvenience it's, it's in jersey though okay i mean I, if, if we go i think we stay in new jersey yeah because i don't want to 
I you know I don't want it to be in New Orleans again because I'm not a fan of there. But it, a city that we could find more manageable would be nice as far as uh, kind of having the same experience Dave did. Because I feel like if it's in New York or we're staying in New York, we're probably not going to run into seventy percent of the people we doing the Ric Flair woo. No, so you, more manageable. Like you know, like maybe if it was in Dallas, you would go. Hey, I would have gone, but I. I'm looking squarely at Tommy two underscore zero back here. To I, episode I, three. Yeah, I wish I would have gone. That was a, it was a regret to be sure. But maybe we'll correct that for 2019. I'm going. I plan on it. I've got I've got clearance, and it doesn't conflict with NASCAR next year. And you've got the money, so oh, that's paid for. Got the uh, I'm going to use got the, the triple threat. I'm using the government's percentage to to pay for the, my whole trip. And then I'm going to file for an extension, and then another extension, and in like 2021, they're getting their money. There you go. So let's talk about, while we're wa- wrapping up here, wrapping up, wrapping up, Whoa. let's talk about the uh, the immediate future of the show, because we got a couple of things. I've started watching a scripted drama about 9-11 that I think we could get some content out of. New show on uh, Hulu called Looming Towers. We've got the Andre the Giant documentary. You know I love 9-11 talk. I know you do. We may still have to revisit Conspiracy Waco talk. Yeah, I have have an idea for next week that we can talk offline. Okay. And uh, Dave, how do we feel? Do we feel like there could be WrestleMania audio or is that... Is that scrapped now? Yeah, I think that's scrapped now. The, the oh, no. car noise was, was too bad. But you so, could have heard me ask the guy if there was a Razzie. That's all I really want to hear. So next year what you're saying is we'll have to bring the mixer with us. And then when we're in our <laughs> Uber in Jersey, we're going to be like, sir, sir, speak right into this microphone. <laughs> While we, we ask you about, uh, what do you ask people in Jersey about? Well, John Cena's from Jersey. Yeah. You don't have to pump your gas in Jersey. That's right. They and you pump, don't have to tip either. They pump it for you. Yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah, I think that's some of the immediate future yeah, plans. We've we still some, got some documentaries to watch. Oh, yeah. We've still got payoff documentaries to watch. Oh, yeah. That'll be the first of what may become the, the monthly documentary. Yeah. But I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get on that Andre the Giant. I'm gonna watch that this weekend. It was really good. I'm gonna watch that this weekend. I know the tickets already covered it, so it was a uh, yeah, I I'll I'll save that, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk that next week along with uh I don't know, maybe some other stuff. And you'll uh you'll bring all the 15,000 next week so we can see it. In yeah, cash. I'll just yeah, we'll just lay it all out here on the floor. Come true. Only at WrestleMania. 